We just go through the motions. And Lord, we didn't come to go through the motions. Will you meet us here again? I know you will. I know you're here. I feel your presence. You're so real in this place. You're so real in this place, Father. You have been since day one. Lord, when a group of young people took the oil and poured around this building a blood band, and scriptures are written all over the wood that's underneath this platform. Lord, there's scriptures on the floor, there's scriptures in the wall. Hallelujah, Father. This is your place. You love to dwell here. And it's so good to feel your presence. So good to worship. So good to believe. Knowing whatever whatever we have, you care about. Whatever element, whatever hurt, whatever disappointment, you already know it and you care. You care more than anybody. So Lord, this morning, just remind us of how important we are to You. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Lord, You've been good. And this morning, we just say thank You. We didn't have to go through the motions. We get to meet with You, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The name above all names. Yeah. Because all I want is You. And to be where You are is nothing like Your presence. So this morning, Father, we come and we lift up our brothers and sisters who are hurting. For whatever, Lord, for our seniors, we pray for our seniors. We pray for those, Lord, who can't be here, who have a heart to be here. We'd love to be here. We lift up Miss Sherby this morning and we ask you to touch her. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that she knows this house loves her. And she's special to us here at Auburn Heights. So we pray for her and we lift her up. For Barbara and Franklin, Father, we pray for them. We ask you to touch them. Touch Franklin. Give Barbara the strength, Father, to minister to her husband. She's been faithful, God, and I thank you for that. Lord, for Ed at home, I pray you touch his back. Walking through a lot of pain, Father. And he just needs a touch. In the name of Jesus, He needs a touch. And Lord, there's others. I know I'm going to miss somebody. and Lord, it's not my heart to do that, but I can't remember everything. I'm just human. But Lord, everyone's important. They're important, Father. They're important to me. They're very important to You. So just invade their situation. Change it. You can change everything. Father, I want to give You praise for Cindy Hammett's legs and feet doing better. 
I give You praise for that. Father, we prayed and we asked You and You, she called me this week and she said, it hadn't all gone away, but boy, it sure is a lot better. In the name of Jesus, thank You, Father, that You heard our prayers and You're touching our sister. And Lord, You're not a halfway God. So in the name of Jesus, right now, the rest of it be gone. In Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name, be gone. Yeah. Be gone. Yeah. For those who are wanting babies, before you send the baby, Lord, send nursery workers. There were 12 babies in the nursery last week. 12, did you hear me? 12 babies in the nursery. Yeah. We need laps. Men, Leonard called his big old belly a bimco. And Katie used to lay on the bimco every morning when she was a baby. So we need some bimcos in the nursery. Amen? Yeah. Lord, thank You for the 12 babies. Thank You for the atmosphere they were in. Thank You for the children's department that's going on. Thank You for those who are serving up there every week. Diane and Kathy and Marcus and Heidi and Avery and Aniston and Sean and the other young people. Lord, I know there's more up there. God, they're just being, they're just serving the kingdom. God, I thank You for that. Ross and Reese are up there and they're just serving having fun at church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So thank You, Father. Lord, as I close out, I pray for my brother. And I thank You for Jeffrey. And Lord, in the morning, he's going to have a minor surgery. Because right now, you're changing it from a major surgery to a minor surgery. So right now, Father, ligaments, whatever, whatever, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, just change it. And we're okay around here with you just completely healing it right now. And when the doctor gets there, he says, there's nothing I had to do. I just looked at it and woke you up or didn't even put you to sleep. Just get up and go home. We're okay with that, Lord. Whatever your steps are for my brother, I release that now over him. That you, that your steps are walked out tomorrow in Jeffrey Gentry's life. No weapon formed against him will prosper. No anesthesia, no whatever. Everything will be as you ordained it from the foundation of the world. And if you didn't ordain surgery, then get it out of the way. Counsel it, heal him, do whatever. Teach us how to pray for this, Father. We're all learning.
I don't have the, all the words, but I know you know my heart, and my heart is for my brother. So touch him. Anybody else have anything this week that I don't know about? I don't know everything. That's good. Hallelujah. But it's all right. I don't want to miss nobody. Anybody got anything? How many would just like Jesus to touch you? Huh? Anybody want, anybody up for Jesus just touching you? <laughs> me. I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm up for Him laying both hands on me. Amen. I'm sick of this mess in my throat. I feel great. I just can't scream and holler and preach. But I'm ready for it to go. And you may have some stuff that you're ready for it to go. Father, in the name of Jesus, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Give the praise team a little love. <coughs> Ushers, you come. Marvin, would you bless the offering? Amen. Thank you, Marvin. Thank you for giving. Thank you for supporting. I know a lot of you give online, and that's easy to do, and um, and less hassle. And I, but I just want to tell you, thank you. It's been a good year financially for the church, and um, God's really blessed. We've been able to do a lot of things, a lot of stuff, and um, we'll give you a report on that at the end of the year. But it's just amazing of what all you've given and what God's been able to take and use for the kingdom, and it's just been good. So God bless you. I love to see God do things. Amen? I love, to, I love when God begins to um, get a hold to n- new, new believers, new Christians. I don't know how to say it. I don't think Yippie's a new Christian. I just, um, but um, just a, a new journey. And Yippie has been faithful around here. Amen? And... Um, him and Caleb have been painting the the, um, the the playground out here for the children during the week, and I get on him all the time for not um, getting some help and letting me know when he's coming. And but he's out there sanding and and I'm um, doing doing stuff around here, and he um, 
he says if, if he'll paint it, and as soon as he gets through painting it, I'll tear it down. So he said anything that needs tearing down around here, if you'll let him know, if he'll, he'll put a fresh coat of paint on it, then I'll come behind him and, and tear it down. He's referring to the coffee shop because him and Vicky painted the two upstairs rooms and had them looking great. And about a month later, we were sticking a hammer through the sheetrock. But uh, that's right. So... But um, Gippy's going to share this morning just a few minutes, uh, whatever, however long he wants to go. I'll close out. But um, he had a God encounter, and um, he was sharing with me this week, and I told him, I said, Gippy, I want you to share it Sunday morning, and, um, and I want you to pay attention. Listen, listen closely. So, brother, welcome Gippy Foster to the pulpit. Amen. Thank y'all. I love each and every one of you. You know that. Yes, yes. This is a house of love. This is why I like coming here. Okay. Um, I have two encounters. And over the last 15 months, I have to thank Rodney Mitchell for my first encounter. And I want you to remember a number. 500 million. I didn't win the lottery, but don't think I won the lottery. I didn't. But during my sickness and all, I was back and forth at the emergency room for about three or four days. And the last time I went, it was renal failure. So I'm sitting in the room, laying in the room, Sandy sitting in the room, and um, I'm in a great pain, and they're looking for morphine but they can't give me morphine until they can find my doctor. So I'm sitting there waiting on them to get in touch with my doctor to get me the morphine. And I'm in pain, and I'm moving around, and I can see she's worried too. But all of a sudden, the phone rings. And she grabs the phone, and it's Rodney Mitchell. Amen, that's right. Um, She gives me the phone. Rodney says, how you doing? I says, I'm in a lot of pain right now. He says, just hang in there. And um, he says, are they doing anything for it? I said, well, they said they're going to get some morphine, but, you know, it's been 10, 15 minutes ago. He said, let me pray for you. I said, I'd love it. Rodney prayed for me. One of the greatest prayers I think I've ever heard. And I'm telling you, when he hung up the phone saying goodbye to me, my pain was gone. It was gone. The nurse came in the room and said, I got you morphine. And I smiled at her and said, I don't need it anymore. She said, what do you mean you don't need it anymore? I said, I don't need it anymore. I am in no pain. And she said, what am I going to do with this morphine? I said, whatever, but don't give it to me. So the Lord talks through this man right here. He does wonders through him. And I I love Rodney Mitchell. Okay. Now, the next encounter happened about three weeks ago. And normally, I'm not for going to Christmas in the South. Okay. (laughs) But my wife loves to go to Christmas in the South. 
But for some reason this year, I was the one that kept getting pulled to it. Every time the commercial would come on TV, I go, Sandy, Christmas in the South. We need to go to Christmas in the South. <laughs> she said, you hate Christmas in the South. I said, yeah, but I need the spirit. I need the Christmas spirit. And something kept telling me, you need to go to Christmas in the South. So to make a long story shorter, we went to Christmas in the South. And her aunt went with, went with us, Penny. So we're there. We're going around. It's the same thing as every year. We're looking. We're looking. We've been there about 15, 20 minutes. I said, listen, babe, my back is hurting. My kidney. I need to have a seat. She said, okay. I said, listen, I'll catch up with you and Penny. So I go to sit down. There's seven chairs just like there. I'm on one end. And this gentleman's on the other end. Now, understand, I want to go back a little bit. Over the last maybe four or five weeks, I've been praying to the Lord to help this world, to make this world a better place. And if we have bad feelings with China and Russia and Japan or anybody like that, let's do it where we don't need to destroy people's life or go to war. I just wanted everybody to love everybody. Okay? And I wanted him to know that the United States is a good country. It's a loving country. Okay? And that, yeah, we have our faults, but we love the Lord. So, as I sat down with this gentleman, you know how you do, you you get to talking with each other, and I was talking to him, and he was talking back to me, hey, how you doing, you know, um, where's your wife, or what, are, you, are you here with your wife? And I said, yeah, she's, my back got to hurt me, and I decided to take a few minutes for rest, and he says, okay. So I asked him what he did for a living. He said, I used to be a surgeon. I said, you used to be? He said, yeah, I used to be a surgeon in New York. I said, dang, how'd you get to Columbus? He said, well, actually, I live in Harris County. I said, well, that's even worse. <laughs> but anyway, he said, I do the Lord's work now. And I'm looking over this guy, and he kind of has my bill. I'm a little bit heavier than what he was, but I said, you work for the Lord he said, yes, I work for the Lord now. I, he said, I, I got so burnt out on doing what I was doing as a surgeon. One day, the Lord talked to me, and he told me, you can do good in other ways. He said, you're going to do good, and I'm going to show you how. So I'm thinking to this guy, eh, I done run up on one here. You know, I don't know to believe him or not to believe him or what. But we kept talking and he kept talking. And uh, he said, I just got back from Greece. I said, Greece? I said, what are you doing in Greece? He said, I went to heal somebody. And I went, oh, my God. How can I get away from this guy? He said, no, 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 I'm serious. I went, the Lord told me there was a woman in Greece that needed to be healed. So my wife and I and my daughter got on the plane and we went to Greece and we healed this lady. I said, how'd you heal this lady? He said, I got off the plane, met her, talked to her for a few minutes. 
And the Lord told me to give her a hug. So I gave her a hug. Now this is the man telling me this. I'm not... He said, I gave her a hug and we both passed out. He said, she died. And I passed out. But when I came to, they were reviving her. And she was healed. Now, again, I'm going, I asked him, I said, that makes you a prophet. He said, no, I'm not a prophet. I don't pretend to be a prophet. I'm not a prophet. So I'm going, God, this guy's something else. So his daughter came walking over, and of course he told me that was his wife. And uh, he said, uh, I can't remember what her name was. She said, uh, meet Mr. Foster and tell him where we just came from. Oh, we just came from Greece. Daddy went over there to heal a lady for the Lord. I said, oh, my goodness, the whole family's in on this. <laughs> so a few minutes later, his wife comes walking up. The same thing. I said, God, you've got, I mean, they are all in it. So I said, listen, so I, I, I need to put a stop to all this. I said, listen, I better get back to my wife because she's going to wonder where I'm at. And uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. He said, it's been a pleasure meeting you too. He said, can I shake your hand? So I went to shake his hand. And he pulled me to him. And he whispered to me, God wants you to let, God wants me to let you know to not worry about the world. And do not worry about China, Russia, and Japan. Everything's going to be okay. This man has never, ever met me in his life. And he knew what I was praying about. Now, the number 500 million where I started out at the beginning, that's got to be at least how many people prayed that night or prayed during that time. And the Lord picked my prayer out and told this man to let me know that everything was going to be okay. So that is my, you know, as you would say, my, the beginning. And uh, I cannot, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I thought so many ways to try to say this guy knew something some way. But he didn't. So I went back and got Sandy and told her the story. And I went back as we were going back through. I was trying to look for this man so I could show it to him. He was gone. So this is what I want to, sh- what I want to share to you is that prayer works. And God listens to each and every one of you. No matter who you are, I mean, he listened to me. Okay? He'll listen to you. When you pray, he's listening. He may not give you that portion you're praying for. But he's listening. Okay, and he will he will listen and he will help. And don't ever think that you're not being listened to. Okay? I appreciate the time that Rodney's given me today and thank y'all so much. I love you. Yeah. Gippy caught me in the parking lot. Um, I was going to lunch and walked down. He was painting. He said, can you give me five minutes? I said, yeah, I can give you five minutes. He said, I want to tell you about something. And um, he didn't share it with y'all, but 
he kept saying at the very beginning of the talk that him and the guy was having that, you know, this ain't nothing but a bunch of BS. Bunch of BS. Bunch of BS. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. It's a bunch of BS. And I was thinking to myself, Gippy, you should be running. <laughs> but then, Gippy got to the point in the story where he looked at the man and said, You must be a prophet. And Gippy's telling him, I'm not talking, I'm not saying anything. I told this to Gippy afterwards. And the man said, no, I'm not a prophet. And when Gippy said that to me, my spirit changed because I knew it wasn't BS. Because he wasn't taking the glory. No, I'm not a prophet. I might have some prophet things in me. I may have some, some, some gifts in me that God's given me, but I'm not a prophet. I'm just going about, I'm just going. And as I go, the Father's using me. And, and I told Gippy, I said, that's when it changed in my spirit that no, this is something to this. Because of His heart, He didn't, he didn't want the glory. He didn't want anything. He just, I'm just going about my daily life and listening to the Father and going and doing what the Father's called me to do. You know, um, I love the part where he whispered. I told Gippy, I said, well, he read your mail. <laughs> and he said, he sure did, because I didn't say anything. He said, I, he said he was praying for my, you know, my kidneys and all. He said, but I told him about that, but I didn't tell him about China and Russia. <laughs> and he just leaned over and said, I'm, you don't worry about China and Russia. I said, yeah. And I told him, you know, that's a word of knowledge that God gives people. He's still active today. Whether you believe it or whether you don't, he's still active. And and it's important, it's important that um that we that we continue to move forward in, in walking in this, okay? Um and doing it in the right way. You know me, and I'm not gonna get into all that, but it's important. it's in the scriptures, and I just want to share, I guess got a few minutes, but I want to share just a few points. And this is all tying in with love leaves a mark. Because when you love people and you care about people and you take time for people, when you take time, okay, when you're not so busy, and, and we all get into busyness, we all have that. But it's being in, <coughs> excuse me, it's being in tune to the Father to where you hear the Father say, Here it is. And it's having that relationship with the Father that you hear Him say. Not you. Him. Now, love causes us to hear our own voice sometimes, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with praying for people. But don't miss the opportunity when He speaks it. See, that's what happened in Acts. And we're going to read this just just in... Peter and John are going to the to the temple in Acts chapter three verse six, and Peter says, and Peter says, and this is the lame man that's asking for alms. Okay, I forget where we were, Johnny, but somebody preached this. And, you know, he asked for alms, but he got legs. It'll get there in a little while, y'all. Little slow. <laughs> Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, 
But what I do have, what you got, what are you walking around with? You say, I don't know, Brother Rodney. I, I, I don't know all that I'm walking around with, but I'm learning. What are you walking around with? What is at your disposal that the kingdom of God has put in you to go make a difference in this world? But what I do have, I give you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, you know, I believe this is my personal opinion. I may change next week, and it's okay. Okay, I've got the right to change my mind. As I get more knowledge, as I get more understanding, as I get more wisdom, I may change my mind. But today, I'm convinced that Jesus walked by this young man in his time. Jesus went to the temple. And you know as well as I do, beggars are there every day. So Jesus had to walk by him. So why didn't Jesus heal him? I can't answer that. I do believe that the Father never said to Jesus, touch him. Because if he'd have heard his father say, here's an encounter, he'd have touched him and he'd have been healed. Was Jesus, was the father saving Peter and John? Could be, I don't know. But Jesus walked by this man on many occasions, I'm convinced. But the day came when Peter and John, and it was the day for his healing. I'm waiting on Jesus. Well, I go back to the story of the the um, of Nahum. I'm waiting on the king to come pray for me, not the servant girl. Don't devalue what what God is sending. Amen. Here's a man that don't even Gippy doesn't even know, and he sits down on a bench. Why was he drawn to Christmas in the South? That had to be God. That had to be God. That your spirit as a man is being drawn to Christmas in the South. All God. Gippy, you're supposed to weigh every spirit. Try try every spirit out of just kidding. But he was drawn there. Why? Because God had an encounter for him. And you can say, I don't believe all of that. Okay? But I'm telling you, God is the same yesterday, today, and He will be tomorrow. And so, Gibby has an encounter with somebody that he doesn't even know. Yeah. Peter and John have an encounter. Maybe they knew Him. Maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says, but what I've got, I give you. Okay, now let's look at the second part of this. Took him by the right hand, he lifted him up, and he, and he, and he received his strength. See that? Move on, Scott. 
So leaping up, he stood, he walked, entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Listen, when God does something in your life, I just can't get into all of that stuff, Brother Rodney. And I understand a little bit. But if God's touched you, He was leaping and He was excited. He was he, he, he had a Joseph moment. He was ready to go to church. He was ready to go to church. And all the people saw Him walking and praising God. Look at this next Scripture. Then they knew that it was He who set begging alms the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to Him. Now look at the next one. Now as the lame man was healed, held on to Peter, Peter and John, all the people ran to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. Catch this now. Don't miss this. This is where he was, Skippy. When you told me, he said, no, I'm not a prophet. My spirit changed. I knew he was for real because he didn't take the glory and he didn't want the glory and he didn't want anything. Look what Peter says and we can learn from the Scriptures. And it's so important. I said this the other week when I was talking about apostles. Okay? And I have a little tendency. I have some of those gifts. I, I, I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But I told you, don't call me an apostle. Okay? Don't call me that. Okay? Look what Peter says. It's important. It's important. God will not share His glory. Okay? With none of us. He will not share His glory. Okay? So, so when Peter saw it, he responded, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? as though by our own power or our godliness we had this man walk. It ain't about me. Okay? Peter says it's not about us. And that humility, when my spirit changed, when I knew that man was real, was because of his humility. And he said, no, I'm not a prophet. He's probably got a lot of prophet in him. You probably got a lot of prophet in you. You probably got some apostle in you. You may have some evangelists in you. Okay? I love Mark Rutland's. I love to hear Mark Rutland preach. And I love Mark Rutland's testimony when little Tommy prayed for his foot to be healed. He was preaching a revival. And Dr. Mark Rutland was there and he said he was at the church. He went to the church early that day to pray. He said, because my leg, I couldn't stand up on my leg. And he said, God, how in the world am I going to, how am I going to preach a revival and I can't even stand up? And I'm not sitting in a chair. I'm going to pray through the pain. <coughs> and the secretary had a son named Tommy that had, had mental issues and he was, he was 25 or 30 years old and he had, he had play guns on his side and he run around the church. A 25-year-old man running around the church shooting his pistols. You know, and Brother Mark's in there trying to pray and be super spiritual. And Tommy's running through the sanctuary shooting his six-shooters. 
And God said, why don't you get Tommy to pray for your foot? Mark Rutland said, really? Really? That's where I get the line from. God said, well, it's your foot. It's your foot. Don't don't discredit not to them and not to yourself. Some of us look in the mirror and go, He can't use me. That's a lie. He used a jackass. He can use you. That ought to make you feel better, Brother Bo. Just messing with you. But little Tommy's running around and Brother Mark's arguing with God. But in a minute, he finally swallows his pride like all of us have and says, Tommy, would you pray for Brother Mark's foot? He said, yeah. And he runs over there. He grabs his foot. He said, Jesus, touch Brother Mark's foot. Amen. Bye-bye. Bing, bing. But shots his gun and runs off. Listen to it. It's on, it's, on, it's on YouTube. And he runs off. And Mark Rutland looks up to heaven and he says, that's real cute, God. That's real cute. But when he stood up, the pain was gone. And he preached all week under the power of God. I don't know how God will do it, but I'm telling you, stay in tune with the Father. Don't take any glory. Okay? And I'm not saying you, you know, read between the lines. Don't get offended this morning. Okay? Read between the lines. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, I can only speak for Rodney. But I don't want any glory. Kippy was given, you know, he was saying, but I, 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 that's not, you know, we all want to be praised. I understand. I'm not against that. Okay? And it's okay to a certain extent. Don't be so super spiritual. Well, it's just God working through me. Well, it is. But you can be... You can be hmm? Yeah, and you can be... Um, another word I'm trying to use, but move on. You can go both ways. There's a middle ground. Y'all know me on middle ground. Stay in the middle. You can be prideful over there, but you can be super spiritual over there, and both of them don't work. It's a negative both ways. Amen? Just stay in the middle. Give God praise. Thank Him for using you because He used your hand. Yeah, it's okay. It's all in the attitude. It's all in the heart. God knows whether you're trying to take the glory or you're just being a servant of the Father. He knows your heart. And that's why it says, guard your heart with all that's in you. Peter and John said, don't look at us. And I love the part where it says, and even our godliness. Because you know God can't use you if you're, if you're sinning. God can't use you if you're sinning. Now, you can take that to the extreme. You can take it away or you can stay in the middle. We're all sinners saved by grace. Amen. We all still are going to fail. We're still going to make mistakes. We're not out here just blatantly living life like hell. No. But we still have that old nature about us. And Peter said, it ain't our godliness. And I love it. Do you think Peter had an encounter with God on the beach? 
Yeah, because I'm telling you, old Peter before the beach, <laughs> old Peter would have took credit. Old Peter would have been boisterous about the healing. But look how God changed his heart, changed his life. Yeah, it's all about the heart. What's my heart saying? What's my heart doing? My heart's for you. And my heart is to see God do. So listen, pay attention. And yes, sir, if you have to go to Christmas in the South, <laughs> grin and bear it and say, God, I don't know why I'm going down here and I don't even know why I'm wanting to go down here. But maybe there's something for me or maybe there's something that I'm going to give to somebody else. Jesus went to the cross. You can go to Christmas in the South <laughs> one time. Father, thank You for the Word this morning. God, give us an ear to hear. You're still giving words of knowledge. You're still healing. Lord, that didn't stop. We're learning that. And God, You want to use us. So Lord, love God. Love people. Give Your best. And go make a difference. And listen to the voice of the Father. And hear Him say, Hey, pray for that person. Why don't you encourage that person? Don't miss that opportunity. Being in tune to the Father and having a heart. Father, it's we're your feet and your mouth on this earth. People were amazed at what they saw. And Lord, as we go about our daily lives, let people be amazed at the work of God through our lives. You chose us, you chose humans. You work through us. Lord, I understand that. So Lord, don't let me miss anybody that You have in my path. Don't let me be so busy that I miss the kingdom. Thank You for Gippy's encounter. Give us more encounters like this. Help us to be on the other end of that, of sharing and praying over people. Thank you that, that, that we do that around here. Go leave a mark. Gail shared that when I was going to Vegas. We was going to Vegas. Gail said, Rodney, go. I'm praying that you'll leave a mark out there. I'm praying you'll leave a mark. 
Yeah, go leave a mark. Today, leave a mark at the restaurant. Leave a mark. So, Father, thank you. You are a good, good Father. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.